0: Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another week. Another week, more games, so many games. And so much more drama. We'll get Always to that, though. drama
1: every week. Um, we will uh, discuss the Premier League, the Champions League some women's national team news and the drama like no other Mbappe um so let's get started as we always do with the Premier League we're gonna ease into it this week Um, yeah
0: um nothing nothing honestly for once nothing too insane in the Premier League it was kind Um, of a quiet weekend felt like a lot of the drama was in the Champions League um yeah but um yeah, so Spurs beat Brighton, Newcastle beat Brentford. City Smash, Southampton, Chelsea beat Wolves, um, Bournemouth beat Leicester, nothing too crazy there. Do you have anything to say uh, on the City game? Do you wish to speak to or no? Um, it literally feels like they- 20 years ago. Um Cancelos uh, was a nice goal. Um, Mara's got on the score sheet. He hasn't very much this season. Um, Holland and Foden both scored a goal. So Holland and Foden are both four goals in their last two Premier League games. So that's fun. Um It's nice to see him keeping up that um, habit, I guess. It's also nice to see City keep a clean sheet. Um yeah. They've not the best. They've obviously they haven't lost a game yet. Um, knock on wood. But huh. um, but are they playing they, Arsenal? No, i'm was shocking. <laughs> Liverpool this weekend. Um, but they have not. They've conceded a few too many goals for my um, for your liking. For my liking. Uh, again, we've ha- we've had a lot of defensive injuries, and so like yeah. it, is, it is. But um, it is. It was nice to see them uh, to keep a clean sheet. So is Kyle Patrick, Walker injured? Yes okay kyle walker is injured kyle, to walker is gonna miss, kyle walker is gonna miss the world cup injured
1: yeah which as we discussed may not be great for england and their prospects of wingbacks but maybe we'll discuss
0: uh, yeah we'll discuss that at, a, at another date, at another date. Uh, yeah, anyway they don't, they don't expect him back till boxing day so um yes he is injured but um Yeah, but anyway, that's all I really have to say about this game. Other than that, it was business as usual, um, more or less. Fantastic. Um, Moving on to Sunday. Um, Crystal Powers beat Leeds 2-1. to Um, Leeds have had a – I feel like Leeds keep getting close ones. They keep losing narrowly or tying narrowly. Um, It just seems like it's just not going – not quite going right for them right now but um aronson uh had the assist i believe or the te- it wasn't technically an assist but like he hit the post and came off and the goal he helped create the goal he created the goal it, i don't know that he got credited with an i don't assist, think he did but, but yeah. um he basically took a, a a nice cute little dribble through the defense and hit the post with his shot which then the shot got put in, the rebound got put in but yeah they lost but anyway um West Ham beat Fulham so uh Fulham will probably be I don't know much about this game I didn't watch it but I think Fulham will probably be a little disappointed that they didn't do better about it but West Ham has sort of picked up a little bit of uh, yeah they look better now than they did it a few weeks ago so yeah um and then Manu beat Everton two one Ronaldo scored (laughs) yeah um and then the the headline game or I guess Nottingham Forest and Aston Villa tied on Monday but the headline game of the weekend was of course um Arsenal Liverpool um I will let you start on that and then I watched it as well so I can give a little bit of a neutral perspective as well if necessary
1: always necessary always love your opinions um yeah Arsenal beat Liverpool 3-2 who would have thought um we have like an aversion to Liverpool. I feel like we can never like do anything against them. Um, and we, again, just look good. Um, Martinelli scored scored in the first minute, really got us off uh, kind of moving. Um, and then after Liverpool tied us up, we got to go right at the end of the half. So we went in leading to one They tied it up again, and then we had a penalty to take the lead once again and kind of push it over the edge. It was kind of funny. I, Liverpool kept like coming back, but it never felt like they were ever really in control. Like it never felt that Arsenal was out of control in this game, Um, which is a very interesting place to be in, considering. I think Martinelli just looks. Fabulous. Saka looked the best he's looked, I think, so far this season in this game. Um, and things are clicking. I, I don't like that we gave up two goals, but I don't know I think we had to work a little bit better at keeping clean sheets. However, it's against Liverpool and it's a win. And so I would like people to stop saying, oh, they have to play all the good teams to find out if they're actually good. We've been playing the good teams and we are good. So let's stop using that as an excuse to claim that Arsenal isn't actually a contender this year. I would appreciate that.
0: All right. Um, from a, uh, this was an interesting game from my perspective in terms of what I wanted the outcome to be <laughs> because um, I don't have it in me to ever be unhappy about Liverpool losing. Mm-hmm. I cannot think of a single circumstance in which I would be displeased that Liverpool lost. Um, I think maybe the only circumstance in which I would actively be unhappy if Liverpool lost is if like, Liverpool losing on decision day meant City didn't win the title. Like, that's quite literally the only... Which, like, how on earth would that even work? I don't know. But, like, anyways. Unless...
1: Be- uh, well, maybe if Liverpool wasn't the one. Competing
0: for the title, yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, th- that aside, I-, I quite literally am always happy to see them lose. Um, that being said, however, <laughs> um, Arsenal are above City in the table. So, like... Yes, we are. It- it was, like, better... <laughs> like if Arsenal
1: drops some points. Okay, it's so, okay because I felt the same way during the Manchester Derby, yeah. FYI.
0: So it's okay. Yeah. So like, I didn't want, I wasn't going to be unhappy no matter what. It was a win-win, right? Either Liverpool lost and I am amused by Liverpool losing or Arsenal lost and they dropped some points and City go above them on the table. So it was <laughs> it was kind of a win-win. Um, I am... But I will say, I think because it was a win-win, I can provide a little perspective on the more controversial calls um, yes. in the game. Um, here's what, before I say that, I want to touch on what you said earlier about Arsenal being in control of the whole game. I don't disagree, except for, I think, probably the 20 minutes surrounding Liverpool's goal. In the first half, the first half, I would agree. That is a good point. There was a chunk in the first half after Arsenal's first goal and before their second, where sort of the 20 minutes surrounding when they, when Liverpool scored their first goal, where it looked like Liverpool might
1: get back into it. I would also, yeah, I would say just too, I watched like the first, maybe 30 minutes stopped, had to watch an American football game and then finished the entire soccer game. Yeah, so that's a really good point, and I probably just like it yeah. was in that time frame when I yeah. stopped watching. So I think that may,
0: but I think there was maybe there was maybe fifteen twenty minutes in there in the first half where Liverpool sort of got themselves under control and sort of looked yeah. like they may control the game, but it did not last very long. And I thought by far Arsenal were the better team in the second half, like not even yeah. close. I also thought over, over 90 minutes, Arsenal was, was clearly the better team. Um, a couple things just generally, um, Trent Alexander Arnold came out injured. And Luis Diaz is
1: actually out, out with a knee injury for longer. That was
0: in the second half. Am I
1: right? I think so. Yes. But Trent Alexander Arnold got hurt in the first
0: half and then got Got subbed out at halftime. Yes. Um, so, but that I don't think had any impact on the game. If anything, it probably was better for them because he was getting absolutely beat the living shit out of. There were some funny opinion. memes
1: post this game about Martinelli and Trent Alexander-Arnold and Martinelli just like destroying him and then being yes. like, they should just, Brazil should just bring Martinelli to the World Cup so just he to can like stare Martin. down to Alexander-Arnold, yes. even if he's sitting on the bench. And yes. I was like,
0: I... Oh, yes. Those memes were very funny. Um, I liked them a lot. Um, but you know nonetheless he does have he will have picked up some sort of injury it's a little bit unclear i what he's done heard that it was an ankle sprain i heard that as well
1: i so, think they just don't know the severity of it yet yeah so from what what i can garner and, from and
0: given that Ky- i mean i know trent alexander arnold is is sort of on the outs with garrett southgate but given that kyle walker is also injured um, yeah having trent also be injured is probably not ideal for the england squad but no if if there's one thing england has it's right backs (laughs) they
1: really do they're not they're not out out of it without that so
0: so it'll be interesting uh, to see yeah but anyways that happened um there were two fairly controversial calls um in this game, well, one yes. was both went in Arsenal's favor, they did, which um, I would like to say normally never happens. So I'm sitting over here and I'm quite happy right now. Um, and I-, I will say about them the first one was in the hand, was in the first half, it was a no call on it, like a no penalty call on a handball. Um, in the box, here's what I'll say Did it hit his hand? Yes, yes. was his hand away from his body? Yes. Was it in an unnatural position? I don't know. Did the ball come from about a foot away from him? Yes. Yeah. I think that is what meant the referee did not call penalty how close he was to the ball when it was hit. Yeah. Um, That's what I took it as. I will that was what I assumed is why they made the decision that they did. I I think for once, I do sort of understand why Liverpool fans are a bit upset about it, though, um, because we have seen those called.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I mean, I think that that speaks to also our there's inconsistency yeah. on all yeah. of this and there needs to be better. We've seen them called.
0: We've seen them not called. I'm going to be for real. I genuinely have no idea what the handball rule is anymore. No, I don't think anybody um, does though. And it came up again in the Champions League. So we'll talk, we'll touch on it yeah. again here, but I genuinely have no idea what the rules are. And I feel like nobody knows what the rules are. The, I, the people commentating on the games don't know what the rules are. No, I don't think the no players know what the rules are. I don't, I'm not confident the referees really know what the rules are. Nope. So I think this just once again highlighted the inconsistencies and the problems with the handball rule as it is currently written. So I, y- the other thing is Liverpool gets those kind of calls in their favor all the time. So I don't feel bad for Liverpool to be honest. Yeah, but I can understand why they're a bit frustrated by that call, given that 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 call came in the period in which they were playing well, the twenty minute period that they were sort of in control of the game. Um, so yes, that call had it been differently, may have changed, but it may have not because Arsenal absolutely beat the living shit out of them in the second half. Um, the second half the second controversial call was of course um, the penalty. The penalty. Yes. Uh it was soft. Oh one uh yes, and I'm never penalty. gonna deny that um, it was. But we have this, I don't think, is inconsistent with what we have seen called in the Premier League this year. I would agree. Yes, I would agree. Small. I agree. I frankly don't think it really should be a penalty, but they so been calling goes all year. Any yeah, contact yeah. in the box, they've been called contact in the box. They call it on the field. If it gets called on the field and there's contact in the box, unless they can, go- unless it goes to VAR and it's super clear that there's no contact, it's gonna stand. It's gonna stand. I, I think this one is yes, it's soft. I, I agree. I think he's, he goes down easy, but that's, they all do. They yeah. all go down easy because that's the way it's being called right now. That is not that call. I don't think is inconsistent with the way it's being called generally in the premier league. Do I think that's how it should be called? No. Is that how it is right now? Yes. Yeah.
1: So I agree.
0: I, and I also think at the end of the day, the better team won the game. The the team that was better over 90 minutes walked away with the three points. So the controversial calls don't feel like a disservice to the game, which I think in many ways, most of the time when we talk about controversial calls, usually it's because they've gone in the favor of a team who won the game that perhaps did not necessarily deserve to win. I don't think that's the case with this game. I think, yes, the controversial calls went in Arsenal's favor and resulted in Arsenal getting three points. But I also think if you watch the 90 minutes, Arsenal deserved the three points. Yeah. No, I I don't. It doesn't feel like very much of an injustice because it doesn't feel like points were stolen from Liverpool because they got outplayed. Yeah,
1: I also think too, like, it's almost inevitable most of the time for there to be controversial calls yes in a game of that magnitude of that like whatever between those two teams I feel like it always happens and as an Arsenal fan it feels very odd to be on the side of the controversial calls where it ends up going in our favor yeah and Liverpool fans can groan and moan about that and be like we never on that side but they are on that side so
0: yeah I, I think I've said it before and I'll say it again in the moment. It's always frustrating when the controversial call goes against you hundred percent. But at the end of the day, if you're one of the big, if you support one of the big six teams of which we both do, you can't um,
1: complain about it.
0: You really can't make your season is never going to be made or broken by those controversial calls that go against you because there's going to be a whole bunch that go for you. Yeah. Like it. They even themselves out over the course of the season. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you're going to win a game on a controversial call. You're going to lose a game on a controversial call. It, yeah, exactly. It, it it evens itself out. I will say, though, I was listening to a podcast on Monday or Tuesday about these sorts of controversial calls and and, and most people agreed with us, um, our sort of general sentiment. But I did hear them say something along the lines of, if we're still getting these controversial calls, which the error, if there is an error, is a human error. What is the point of VAR? Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Because, because the whole point of VAR, right, was to decrease the amount of time of controversial calls and human error. And the time, right? Like that was the point. Yeah but it's like we point. don't have any less than we did before we had VAR. No, I, I think, think so. it's still true that the the calls for you and against you they before we had VAR the calls for you and against you evened out over the season they still do that. So yeah. There's really no difference. It's cuz there's no consistency with VAR though. Yes. So I just think I I think it all goes back to the 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 root at heart is not about refereeing. I don't think it's about the rules are not written with VAR in mind. And so if we're going to go all in on VAR, which we clearly have at this point, we need to rewrite some rules to better suit the current state of the game. Yes, it would be fantastic. I think I'll I'll leave that one at that.
1: Um, yeah, we, we won't be rewriting the rules, even though maybe we want to.
0: Um. I do not want to rewrite. Write the rules. That's <laughs> I. Just make me out of it. That yeah. We yes. No. We we won't be involved. But uh, we would like new rules. Um. Anyway, very pleased. <laughs> Any other interesting games this coming weekend? Uh, City plays Liverpool Sunday morning. Um, and there are actually midweek games next week. There's so just games all the time. There are a bunch of midweek games next week. Um, yeah. City doesn't play midweek, but I don't know why oh i don't know i don't know but anyway um other than that arsenal plays Leeds, um this weekend which i as a honorary i like Leeds to win i would hope is not a thrashing but i would not be surprised if arsenal beat the shit out of them so uh, your hopes up you never get your hopes up as yeah. a man um but we
1: um, got through a little bit of a tougher patch so hopefully we can keep going we won our Europa League game today um again so looking good in that competition
0: too yeah but nothing else particularly notable coming down the pipe for next weekend um or midweek next week oh actually that's a lie United Spurs are going to play midweek next week that'd be good um, we so that'll be interesting. That will game will probably happen before we we next speak to you. Um. Uh, Liverpool West Ham. Honestly, that could be interesting. That's also midweek next week. Um. Yeah, that's about it. Um. But yeah, Liverpool City will be the big the big game of the weekend. Um, Exciting! At, it is at Anfield, so. I'll say this. I, the Liverpool city game always makes me nervous because it in does natural fashion. Um, and we'll talk about the city's champions league in a moment, but yeah, you have things have been going so well for city recently that like there's, there's, you know, something's got to give eventually. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like it might be this. Yeah. I'm nervous.
1: Look. Um, can I just say, I'm going to be in the same predicament as you that you were in this past week of the "oh, it's better if Liverpool wins this game for Arsenal" type thing. But mm-hmm. I'm going to feel bad about wanting that. Yeah. Um. So that's all I'm going to say on the matter. I will be Here's watching. Um,
0: um. It's at Anfield. You know, I. We'll talk about Liverpool's Champions League performance in a moment, but it's at Anfield. City, it's just, I'm nervous. Okay. Yeah. We're going to end our Premier League discussion
1: on that. Kati is nervous about City v Liverpool. Watch on Sunday to find out what happens. Let's move on to the Champions League. Um yeah. we had the like round, they all the teams played each other again like from last week but like at the opposite location. Yeah. If that um, makes sense to anyone. The reverse fixture. The reverse yeah, yes. Um so very interesting because all these teams had just played each other. Um
0: of course confession time um neither of us <laughs>
1: watched all
0: very many as as um, you
1: may already know these games happen while i have class most of the time and katya is busy at work as a working professional so we can't always watch all these games well Um, let's be honest usually i watch them at work um
0: However, I was t- trying to like just, you know, make sure like on Tuesday, I, well, usually I take uh, my lunch hour and I watch them on my lunch and a little bit outside of my lunch, but I, you know. It's um, it's an hour um, but now, on yeah, Tuesday it's just- I was on Tuesday I was driving um for work and was trying to listen to the city game but was driving through mountains and did not have service. So I listened and you, to. So
1: when I texted wow. her, why did all these games end in a tie?
0: I went. They all ended in ties.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's start uh, with the first game that was not ended in a tie, which is Juventus losing yes yet
0: again to Maccabi Haifa.
1: Juventus just is not doing well this season.
0: I feel like that's the moral of this story. Um, no, um, they're a mess. Absolutely mess. Think they finally fired their coach. Oh. That's good. I didn't see that, but I would hope that they would. I feel like I saw that somewhere. I didn't investigate too deeply, but I do feel like I saw that somewhere. Anyway, moral of the (laughs) story, they're a mess. Um, Um,
1: Copenhagen City? Can we discuss? Red card to city, I honestly didn't see it.
0: but We can can discuss. Um, I will tell you, I didn't go look it up because I haven't had time, Um, but it was... What I believe, I, what I understand from the chatter around it was it was a denial of a goal scoring opportunity and okay. nobody in the city sphere seemed to, to be disagree. complaining about the call. Okay. So, Fine. I mean, and that was a day later. I really wasn't looking at anything on Tuesday, but when I was sort of sn- sniffing around on, on Wednesday, nobody seemed to be complaining too heavily about yeah. it. So um, there was actually a lot more complaints about the city goal that was disallowed. Yeah, um, so
1: I saw some stuff about that, too.
0: Yeah, a lot more complaints about that than there were the red card. Um, So so that makes me think that the red card was probably a fair red. Um, yeah. um, so whatever, it happens. Um, I mean, and it happened a, fairly early. It was within the it first- It was in
1: the first, half, like, half, especially. Yeah. But maybe, like, 20, 30th minute, something yeah. like that. It
0: yeah. Was, well, I have it pulled up right now, so let me see. Um. That's annoying. I hate the way that the Champions League oh, app don't does. There, I can tell you, it was in the thirtieth minute. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. I knew it was around then. Um, but I know that Cancelo scored fairly early, or Rodri scored. Sorry, fairly yeah. early. Um, because it was before I got, I lost my service in the mountains. so I heard it as oh. it happened. Um, and I heard it get called off. Um, it got called off for a handball in the buildup, but the announcers seem to be fairly confused because i think it again comes down to what the rule is and and phases of play right yeah. the announcers yeah. that i was listening to were under the impression that it was maras who who was on the handball but he did not have the goal or the assist um and they were under the impression they thought it was a different phase of play oh they- yeah that it was it was an earlier phase of play not the goal phase of play and therefore shouldn't have been called off
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that was the general consensus that seemed to be going around in the twitter circles is that yes it's an unintentional handball in the buildup. however it was far it was so far back in the buildup it was removed enough that it shouldn't have been called off for that um Again, I think this is another instance of just, like, the rules are unclear. Yeah. Uh, So, is it the right call or the wrong call? I genuinely, I'm going to be honest, I do not feel comfortable or confident stating any handball call either way is a right call or a wrong call right now because I don't know what the rules are. Yeah. So, I can tell you what people who are saying and that's people are saying that they don't think that they're pretty sure it shouldn't have been called off because it was a different phase of play. And then, and their understanding of the rule is that if it's a different phase of play, it's not enough to be called back. Yeah. I, I don't know, but that's what it is. And also
1: we should point out too, that the rules in the champions league, could they be different than the rules in the premier league? They
0: shouldn't be. Okay. I agree, but could they be? I don't think they're different. Because the Champions League, because the referee, I think that, like, I think UEFA, like, mm. sets all the rules, right? Like Rules are the same across the leagues in Europe, right? I I hope so. Because league referees ref in the Champions
1: League. Oh, right, yeah, so they
0: must be. Okay. So they can't have a different set of rules. No, they can't. I do. Clearly, we're very
1: confused if we're now
0: currently wondering if the rules are all the same. I do think, however, the the, like football associations in each country can do like clarifications on how rules are meant to be interpreted in their league. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Perhaps. Yeah.
1: I think maybe. We need to do a little bit more research on this topic and maybe get back to you next week.
0: Anyway. Um, anyway, City goes on to, to zero zero draw. They played, you know, a full hour, a man down. Um, from what I understand, having not seen any of it, is um, City did, you know, an admirable job being down a man for that long. And, you know, keeping a clean sheet, again, to keep a clean sheet while you're down a man for that long is is good. Is yeah. always good, no matter who you're playing. Um, Holland did not play. Yeah. He may have come in towards the very end. I don't know. I think he got subbed on late, really late. Yeah. But I don't remember. I don't know. Foden also didn't play. Um Bernardo Silva, a bunch of the city guys didn't play. Um Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. Which is um, yeah, fine. Um but the draw was enough to get City through to the round of 16 because Dortmund and Sevilla also, also tied. Um so that means city are through. it's impossible for Sevilla to ca- to catch them um, to overtake them. Yep. Oh. Um, so city are through to the next round uh, despite despite the uh, despite the tie. Uh,
1: um, yeah. other games going on PSG tied Benefica 1 one. and then Zagreb and Salzburg tied 1 one. remember everyone tied, not everyone. Um, I don't have anything else to say on those games, but Chelsea did beat Milan. Milan had a red card, um, but Chelsea beat Milan 2-0. Yep. Um, uh, and the other surprise maybe is that Real tied, uh, Shakhtar 1-1.
0: Not only did they tie them, they late, late tied them Late, up. late they- tied them scored the equalizer at like 90 plus, plus five plus five go. um i actually want to go back to the chelsea milan game though oh, for yes sorry because i want to talk about their red card did you oh see this? yeah
1: i saw this
0: um this is pretty egregious in my opinion this yeah. um that it's a call at all and a straight red yeah i think is is pretty dreadful i I'll agree. Be um it's a slight tug back. But even then, not really. I think Mason Mount makes a meal out of it. Um, yes. And I just don't think
1: it also happened so early in the game, right? I, I just
0: don't think I just don't think it was
1: a red. I don't think it was a red. I'm like re-watching it right now, and he like
0: just falls over. Kind of i mean he's got his he he puts his arm out and he tugs his shoulder a little bit but yeah it
1: just cannot it's be more a like a tap on,
0: it's more like a tap on his shoulder than a tug. it's it's a pretty dreadful call in my opinion
1: uh, i agree
0: and i think everyone else sort of felt that way too everybody that's not a chelsea fan it seems like seems to think it's a pretty dreadful call um, yeah um and I think it happening as early as it did in the game definitely impacted that result. But I, that's all I wanted to kind of say about that. Yeah. No, thank I, you. I
1: um. I Chelsea are step much, over it. I forgot it.
0: They are Chelsea are playing much much better than they were. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that that's that, but. I did say I thought that was a bad call.
1: (laughs) No, no, that's good. I I forgot that when I was going through. Um, Leipzig
0: beat Celtic 2-0. Dortmund Sevilla tied, which we already mentioned. Yeah. Um, PSG, Benfica already tied, which we already mentioned as well. Um, Um, Napoli beat Ajax? Actually, both of the PSG-Benfica game were penalties.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) So...
0: um, yeah, Napoli beat Ajax. Napoli again, really good. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, they are topping their group right now with what twelve points or something ridiculous like that.
0: They won all their games, I think. So I think they yeah. might be the only team in the Champions League who's won all four games.
1: Yeah, they're looking quite good. Yeah. Um, I would also say no. that atletico madrid and club bruise tied yep. um people might be like oh what um Bruce had a red card which yep. i didn't see but they're still leading this group by a they're, significant amount of points
0: they're qualified yeah
1: they're qualified yep. yeah
0: so um, um, apparently is for the first time in their history well great so. for them they have been looking so good yeah they've put on two really good performances against atletico so
1: yeah
0: there's that um Liverpool beat the shit out of Rangers seven one. Um, here's Schala scored the- a hat trick. Salah scored a very fast hat trick. Yes. Um, here's what I'll say about that. Rangers is genuinely bad. Yes. Uh, yes. So somebody put somebody who wasn't me. Pointed out that Liverpool have scored about a third of their goals against Bournemouth and Rangers that ninth game and this seven one game, mm-hmm. so I think you take this result with a little bit of little grain of salt. Um, that being said, however, you know how strikers are. When they're in a yeah. slump, it doesn't. Sometimes you just need the 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 six minute hat trick against a shitty team to get yourself going again. Um, but we also, when Liverpool beat Bournemouth nine, nothing, we thought, oh, they're back. And then they weren't back. Yeah. So we'll see. They got to play city this weekend, but it, you know, yeah, no, I think that, uh, you'd expect Liverpool to beat Rangers with a scoreline like this except Liverpool this year have not necessarily been doing what you expect them to do. So yeah. in this case, I think Liverpool just did what you would have expected last year them to do to a team like Rangers. Yeah. So we'll see what happens going forward, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Barcelona tied enter. I, I did watch a chunk of this last, game
1: last, last time. I mean, this puts Barcelona in a very bad spot. I don't think Bayern has already qualified through in that group with a win um, this week. It's going to be interesting to see if Barca can get through. into Barca and Inter
0: are tied right now in the group, I believe. Um, but Inter has an advantage because they beat them head to head. So if they stay tied.
1: Are they still um, tied, actually?
0: They should be. They were tied before this game, and they tied, so they should be tied. It says that Inter has seven points, and Barca has Inter four. Five.
1: Inter has one, two, tied one, lost one, and Barca's only one, one, tied one, and lost two. I thought
0: they – I must have been thinking about a different team. I don't know who. I thought they, there's another group then where that's the case, but never mind. Just um, Just kidding. Uh, but Barca basically is now in a position where they have to win both their games. And they have to beat Bayern. And that includes Bayern.
1: Which maybe, I don't know, maybe Bayern won't be trying that hard if they have solidified.
0: But that's not going to be easy either way. But the problem is Bayern have solidified going through, but they haven't solidified first place in the group. Exactly. So- exactly. Yes. Bayern will not be taking the foot off the gas no they should not be um but in their Barca is is in an unfortunate situation in in the case where they were looking really good and now their entire defense is injured
1: yeah everyone
0: Uh, every single one of them literally all of them uh the international break really killed them um, I will say in terms of this game, uh, Frankie Deong probably should have started. He made a big difference when he came on. Yeah. Um, Barca showed pretty good grit to come back and get the tie after they went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is El Clasico this weekend. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try and watch that. So we'll gets get some thoughts on it. Um, but yeah, Barca's in, Barca's in a little bit of a pickle, um, but you know, it is what it is. They've got some pretty significant injuries right now, which make it hard to keep clean sheets. So, yeah, 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 but
1: we'll see what happens. Um, the last two games that we had, uh, Tottenham beat Frankfurt three, two, yet another red card in a game, a lot of red cards. Um, and then Marseille beat sporting again. With another red card, um, that counts up to one, two, three, four, five red cards and two days of games for the Champions League. Seems like a lot. Um, that is a lot. So, anyway, thought I'd point that out. Um, I will say, um, just a note for Tottenham, Son scored two more goals. It looks like he may be out of whatever his beginning of the season slump. Yes. was or was not um and though i am an adamant and forever hater of tottenham i like young Mimson. so
0: yeah um, going through the shtick here um i believe napoli has already qualified to go yes. through in their group bruges has qualified byron is through in theirs um nobody is through in group d yet nope
1: um, and that's a tight group. Tottenham has seven in the lead, but Frankfurt has four and the other
0: two have six. Yeah. That group is kind of wide open. Um, Nobody is qualified yet in group E. They're also fairly wide open. Chelsea Span- yeah. has seven. Um, Salzburg has six. And then Milan and Dynamo Zagreb both have four. Um, group F, Madrid is through. But who's going to get are they going to win the group or i don't know um, i think City's it's a battle for a
1: second probably between Shakhtar and leipzig
0: yeah city is, city is through in group g um dortmund is not yet officially through in group g but they will probably be feeling pretty, pretty good confident. yeah um they just have to beat copenhagen yeah when they play yeah um, as long as they um, meet Copenhagen, they're they're good to go. Um, yeah.
1: And then the last group, PSG and Benfica are tied currently on points 8-8, but Juventus and Haifa are tied at the bottom with 3-3. I think PSG and Benfica should both be pre- feeling pretty good about themselves getting through. I think it's who's in first and who's in second is kind of the competition for Group H. Likely, yes. Um, anywho, that was our long Champions League update. I don't think there are games next week. No, there are not because there's um, the weeks. So um, th- we have a break from the Champions League, um, but we will talk about them in the coming weeks. Um, we wanted to take this time now to talk about some drama. Actually,
0: before we talk about the drama, I want to pour one out for their classic this weekend. Oh, yes. Sorry. It wasn't on our agenda. Whoops. I, I, well, I, I forgot about it. I forgot about it too. It, well, we started and then we were talking about Premier League stuff and I thought about it and I didn't want to interrupt. Yes. While we were All right. But yes. I, Let us quickly talk about it.
1: FC Bayern versus oh. Dortmund. This game was quite entertaining.
0: It has been, I believe, seven years since a, a Bayern Dortmund game did not end in a Bayern win. Yeah. Not only that, this game was kind of kooky. Uh, uh, very, very so. It started off like you were like, okay, I think I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending, <laughs> um, to quote Taylor Swift. Um, Byron went up 2-0 and you were like, well, shit. You're well, a Dorbin fan. You were like, well, shit. Same old story, classic, can't do anything okay. about it. It's always like this. Second half gets going. Dortmund are not done. Um, you so uh Mukoko scores. He is the youngest ever goal scorer yep. in a Classicer. Um, at 17 years and something something days. Um, but he's the youngest ever goal scorer, so that makes it two one. And then shit got crazy. Yeah. And towards the end of the game, Dorman were really just throwing everything at Byron's goal. Um, and Modeste missed an absolute golden chance. He had no business missing this chance. Um, and you were like, oh, my God, that was it. Because it was in like the 89th minute. Like It, it was really crazy. was like, oh, there's no and way were like scoring again. That was it. This. That was your opportunity. and you And you <laughs> fucked it up. And then, and then, and then, at 90 plus four, Dortmund has everybody forward, including the goalkeeper. Yes. Their first attempt doesn't work. It gets recycled. Schlauterbeck is like center back, hauling ass to the end line, keeps the ball in, puts it across. Modest gets his redemption, puts the ball in the net. And they and they get the tie. They get and a and they go crazy because this they game go absolutely. Was bad. at
1: Dortmund, so if you yeah. don't know, it's look up Dortmund one. stadium. But it went insane. Oh, they went it absolutely was, I would have taken a lot of money to be there and experience that because it probably yeah. was so cool. It was,
0: it was so incredible. Cool. Um so very exciting result for Dortmund. Yes, it's a tie, but to, it's been quite quite some time. A long time. They got any points off of Dortmund or yeah. off of Bayern. Yeah. So really exciting um really entertaining game, really good game. Yeah. Uh, which just, you know, keeps the Keeps the title race in the Bundesliga like a little A little, little interesting. Yeah, it should. Uh, uh-huh. Hopefully, you know. So I did just want to give a shout out to that game. Uh, yes, the time that game has been particularly. It always gets hyped up, and then it always is like, ugh, because Byron beats crap out of Dortmund. So it is fun that it it was a fun game for once. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, Talk. Um. Do you want to talk
0: women's and then drama? Or yeah, yeah. Well,
1: sorry, I really teased everyone, and now we're not going to do that. Um, let's yeah. quickly discuss. So the uh, it's been a international break for the women. Yeah. This past like week ish. Um, and the two notable games that I, we're just going to talk about are the U.S. Women's National Team games. They played England and Spain. I would say maybe two of the more like top teams they've played in recent months would you agree with that
0: i don't know uh, off the top of my head she believes cup they played spain in february march whenever that was so that was almost a year ago yeah but nobody's okay. because they didn't have no
1: no no, no. yeah no, no i'm not trying to say oh they haven't not as like a thing but just like to note it was i think before they ha- like kind of before a bunch of things leading up happened people were looking forward to as like maybe a benchmark for the world cup but i don't think these
0: games told us anything about what to expect from the world cup i think they told us maybe a little bit i think there's some things we can take well let's I start will... with let's start with the england game yeah i will say i did not watch the spain game at all this i didn't either it went on while i was driving so i do not know anything about this game other than the result so i yeah think i i can, can speak slightly england. i read a couple
1: of articles but
0: um, um let's start with i can talk england about game. the england game yeah I watched let's, let's do that um, yeah but it was a two one loss, the u s. lost two to one to England. Um, I felt a bit hard done by that result, I will say. Um, there were there were definitely a lot of positives um, in the game from the u s perspective, I will say. Um England, I think, there were no surprises from england england were the same team that we'd seen at euros so i don't yeah, really nothing could change with england yeah, really. so i, I mean they had some injuries about... but the u.s has some injuries there as well i don't think we really did talk about england i wanted to really just talk about the u.s women um, yeah we haven't yeah play really competitively in a while um but i want to say I-, I think this group of youngsters with the u.s looks very good i was i really thought i thought Naomi gurma played really really well at center back Yes, um, I thought, uh, Sophia Smith looked fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and VAR has an agenda against Trinity Rodman. That was a goal. It was a goal. Oh, um, I think she got really hard done. That should have been a goal. Her goal should have stu- stood. It should have been a two, two tie, but, um, there were two, uh, uh much like, uh, some other games you have talked about, there were two controversial VAR calls, um, my problem with the first one, uh, which was, uh, Georgia Sanway's goal, which was England's second goal was a PK. Um, my issue with this is not that I don't see anything wrong with what happened, but because way too much time passed between when the collision occurred and when they called it back, it was at least two full minutes. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I helped- they waited so long when i tell you well and i think my biggest issue with them waiting so long is that basically the play happened you know she kicked her the ball pops out of the the us defensive box they go down the other end and they come very close to scoring twice like not just once twice yeah had the us scored in that attack which would have been like frankly they they like screwed up an attack they should have scored um had they scored, what do you do then? I have you no call idea. back the US's goal. You like, would have had to, wouldn't you? Have? But but it was so long. But there were but we go back to the phase of play thing we were talking about. There were yeah. like six phases of play between yeah. the goal between the like what they ended up calling back the PK for, and when the ball went out of bounds and they looked at the VAR call. Yeah, I don't know how so they do that. My issue was not with the call. But that it happened, it was called back so much later. Do you think that they should
1: stop? Because okay, so because they didn't stop because they were waiting for the ball to go out of play. That's what I took from it.
0: But I'm like, I think if that much time like if it's if var knows right away that it's a PK, yeah, they should just stop. I, I think it. there has to be a middle ground, right? I agree. I get I it. Agree. You're waiting yes. for you're waiting for it, but there has to be a middle ground, right? Because, because again, we're going back to what if the U.S. had gone down and scored? If they'd scored, no, no. no I, I'm not trying. Yeah, no, no. I'm not. I think that you're right. I think there has to just, they just have but to stop there it. Has to be, there has to be a middle ground. If VAR is saying it is 100, she didn't go, did she go look at it? I don't think she went look at it. I don't
1: remember. I also wasn't watching super closely.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, like, if VAR is saying that's a PK, that's a PK, that's a PK in her ear, stop the game. I'm okay with it. Yeah. yeah play should stop yeah and i think if if you don't stop the game or you go okay we're gonna wait for uh the ball to go out of bounds but if it's two full minutes later it's too late everybody's moved on you don't get to call it back two minutes later i don't think and i don't know how you figure out what the line is there but you've got to figure something out i don't think you can call it back that far later um, so my issue was not with the call in the first place, but I thought way too much time had gone by um, for that yeah, to
1: call. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree. I I think that again, there needs to just, there needs to be a better way of dealing with a call like that. If yes, that is ultimately the call.
0: A, they need to come up with another way to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would agree. If, if the ball, you need to come up with a solution for if there, there should be a var review and the ball doesn't go out of play. Yeah. Yeah um fast enough they they should they need to come up with something because the this is the first time I've noticed it happen so but there's got to be other instances where there's a like I feel like in the in the Premier League play will go on VAR will check and then they'll say VAR check over yeah they won't have stopped in that point And so I feel like they must have a thing where they can, if VAR's checking it, and VAR says the referee needs to see it, then the play stops. Yeah, I think so. I think they they have to do
1: it that way, even if it feels like they're stopping the game at a weird point.
0: I agree. I just think I just think you can't let play go on for that long, because then you cross. There's then there's a whole second set of mess, right? Yes, it's like you can't penalize. In the instance, I think this one's easy because how close the U.S. came to scoring. Had the U.S. gone down and scored, then you can't fault the attack. There was nothing wrong with the attack, but you're gonna call off a goal because it, yeah. Happened no, 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 no. I, but I agree. I think that there it, has,
1: they They so can't there has let to... that
0: type of thing happen. Yeah, they can't let that. They can't let that type of scenario happen. So they need to come up with something. Yeah, I don't know what, but something. Something. Uh, Yeah, but anyways, I think um, that, so that felt a little not great. And then I still have issue with Trinity Rodman's goal being called, um, it got called for offsides in the buildup. They called Sophia Smith offside in the buildup. My biggest gripe with this one is they did not show us a single angle where it looked like she was offsides. No, but they also didn't show us and very good angles lines. either. They drew lines on a on a angle that they showed us where you cannot possibly tell whether she's off sides or not. From I just angles. I feel like they did. They have a different angle yeah. that, they, that we didn't have. Maybe I don't understand how. I think they must have had the referees must have had an yeah. angle, well, yeah. Because if they didn't, then this is one of the worst calls I've ever seen in my life because you just can't you just can't from the angle that that we were shown and any angle i saw on social media afterwards you just cannot tell yeah
1: there's not not clear and obvious evidence in my mind
0: there's nothing clear or obvious at all she doesn't look off sides from the angle we were shown. no which makes Um, me hope that they had a different angle so i hope to god they had a different angle where you can see that she's clearly off sides because she doesn't look off sides to me at all and it was a beautifully worked goal um, and it deserved to stand, I think. So yeah. I felt it, but I think like, I think mostly what I took away from this game is that um, the U.S. is, I think the U.S. is in many ways in a transition period. Um, yeah. They have a handful of injuries right now, a couple of injuries. Um, and obviously there's the whole Yates report thing going on. So there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Um but by and large, their their star players who have been their star players for a long time are now in their 30s. Um, and their young stars are not yet sort of um, accustomed to the stage. Yeah. But I thought, I thought Trinity Rodman and Sophia Smith both played very well. They
1: both looked very uh, good.
0: And I honestly, like, my- they're, I think, like,
1: there's time before the World Cup.
0: Yes, yes. And I think that, like... Um, like I think the defensive errors against England were not to like heap the blame on one person, but like they did seem to be more Naomi, or um Alana Cook than Naomi Gurma. Um, I think Naomi Gurma Ger- Naomi has had a great NWSL season as well. She's a rookie. Yeah. She's very young and she's really, I've been very impressed with her. Um, and I would, I don't, I don't know what the lineup was against Spain, but I would like to see her play alongside Becky. Um. Yeah. I don't
1: know. I didn't look really at the full lineup. What I heard about the Spain game. Now, again, remember, Spain's lineup was all wacky, too. What yeah. I heard was that the US was dominated in the midfield, that Spain's midfield just. And I heard, too, that people thought this was sort of the case in the England game, though I. Like, I yes, disagree
0: I think this I think the U.S. very much missed Samuels
1: yes and I think yes and again it, it comes there are a number of injuries that we have but that was the main takeaway that was taken from the Spain game was that they just weren't able to hold possession and they weren't able to get the ball back when Spain was in their like possession mode
0: yeah, I could see that. Um, having not watched or read anything about the game, I could see that happening. I think the U.S. definitely misses Sam U.S. Um, yes. Rose Lavelle is brilliant. I think we all know that, but Rose Lavelle plays a specific type of positioning in the midfield, but she's she cannot be by herself. Yeah. Um, Lindsay Horan historically has been good. I think it's been a couple years since she's been genuinely effective. Um, and I think we also don't really have a defensive midfielder right now. No, we don't. This other
1: article said that we haven't really found... There's no replacement for Juliette's, and we're never going to be able to replace her, but, Juliet like... Juliette
0: uh, or is, I mean, she's... she's yeah, she's not, not, not playing. formally retired, but she's, like, unofficially retired. Yeah,
1: right? I don't know. I don't know if she plans
0: to She did have now. a baby relatively recently. Yeah. I have not heard anything about her coming back, um, but... Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do in the defensive midfielder position. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens there. But um, yeah, they definitely miss Julie Arts. She was, you know, sort of the cornerstone of that midfield for a long time. But Sam U.S. offensively, I think, is really missed. Um, so yeah. yeah, some injuries, I think, uh, injuries. And yeah, and, and again, that was kind of my point too.
1: I don't think that we yeah. can take too much of this in relation to the World Cup, because I think that squads were not filled out the same way and just yeah i mean i
0: think and i think not even necessarily like sam uis will be back for the world cup um and she is a top top class player um yes she is one of the best midfielders in the world oh Uh, yes and you know and and uh, katarina macario is out injured Mm -hmm. um Kristen press is out injured tobin heath is out injured yeah, there in,
1: there's injuries. There's uh, are both,
0: uh, yeah, are both older, yes. But Cat Cat Macario is unreal. um No, I think she's I obviously love, one of the most missed. Uh, I'm hoping we players. see a front three of Sophia Smith, Trinity Rodman, and Kat Macario. I don't Cup. see why they wouldn't do that. I'm hoping that's the front three we see. I think that's the front three. That's I would root three. for that team. Front three. That's how you know I like it. <laughs> that's and with a Samus Rose Lavelle as the attacking midfielders. I don't know who your holding midfielder is, but. That one. Um, it also was a shame um that in the england game that uh emily fox that's her name um last name is definitely fox i think it's emily uh came off with a concussion um oh yeah the the head injury protocol um yeah. which you know although it was nice to see crystal dunn um back she came back real fast after her pregnancy yeah, um,
1: really, honestly, credit to her. That's insane. Credit. She's
0: a beast. She's a beast. She, absolutely, uh, yeah. So I, I love Crystal Dunn. I have nothing but good things to say about Crystal Dunn. Crystal Dunn can quite literally play anywhere on the field. So yeah. maybe even go goal- stick, stick her at the defensive mid position. Honest to God. Honest honestly, to God. yeah. Um. But yeah, I love her. I have nothing but love and support for Crystal Dunn. So, um, you know. That's that's kind of what I had from those games, end, um, which was interesting. Um, but I think we'll see some. There will be significant differences, I think, between now and the World Cup. But we'll see. Um, yeah, we indeed. I do think it's. I do think it's going to be. It's going to be interesting. I think Spain is going to be good, especially if they can get their lineup situation sorted out. Yeah, they can get their players to play then. They can get their players to play if they fire their coach and bring in a new one um, and get their players to play. That could be – they could be very, very good. England is still going to be very, very good. Um, So, yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a possible cup, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, We also also wanted to very quickly shout out the – women Ireland's women's team they qualified for their first world cup um over this international break they will be playing in the summer fantastic I am a Katie McCabe fan from Arsenal fantastic looking forward to it the celebrations were
0: so much fun Um, I just I just you know I have a little bit of a soft spot for Ireland man I'll be honest I think it's just I think it's just like fuck the English you know go I mean yeah Go Ireland, you know. That? Go Ireland. That's just how I'm feeling. We're an Ireland fan podcast,
1: right here. I mean, anyway, I'll be rooting right? for them. I'll yeah, be. Rooting I will for be them. too. I'm very excited for them. Um, very glad to be seeing them play in the World Cup. Um, and finally, getting to the drama, we've been teasing the drama this entire time. Hopefully, the listeners find it as satisfactory as we do. Um. But of course, it has to do with Kylian Mbappe. Who else would this have to be with? Um, the basically, drama on Tuesday, right before their game, almost literally I mean, right
0: before, they're like two hours before their two
1: game. hours before, um, the um new, like news started to come out that he, Mbappe is displeased at being at PSG. He does not like the players they've been bringing in. He doesn't like how everything's going, and he wants to leave in January yep um this all after he just signed a three new three-year contract in the summer well completely which made utterly him, snubbing which real madrid in the process
0: which made him the highest played paid player in the sport and also gave him half um, the team and like, gave him significant power, power at the club yes um this guy is out of control i will say he it. is
1: out of control as I think Thierry Henry said in glowing fashion, this man has never been told no before and doesn't know how to take it. No.
0: I have been, and I've been talking shit about Mbappe for a couple of years now. Yes. Um, I've never been a fan. No. Um, and I don't know. And this is another one of those cases where I feel a bit vindicated, y'all. I feel a bit vindicated, y'all. Um, once again, Katya is being vindicated. Um, because everyone else is catching up on her opinions two years ago. Um, but I just, whatever you think about him as a player, which I've said my piece on him as a player before. So I'm not, yeah. gonna it again, um, that's it's on the record. You can go listen to it. The, his name is in the title when I talk about what I think of him yes. as a Um, so I'm not going to get into that, but whatever you think of him as a player, I think his attitude and his sort of entitlement off the field is horrific. You, I genuinely think he could not have asked for more this summer. No, he absolutely not. Way more than anybody has any business getting, in my opinion. And we talked about this when he signed that contract I, how I thought that contract was ridiculous when he signed it. Oh. Yeah, we were
1: appalled by that contract. It's early
0: October. It is early October. We're two months into the season and you are throwing a toddler tantrum because you're playing at the nine, not at the wing?
1: Yeah, and what, because Neymar and Messi have had a couple good months of playing
0: and they're playing well? Throw the fuck up. It is not... The universe does not revolve around you. You know, you you're like, oh, why am I not playing on the wing? Because he's playing, because Neymar's playing better than you. Because Neymar and Messi are better than you. Maybe if you less time bitching and more time working on improving as a player, you'd be playing where you want to be playing. But it's also his whole hissy fit. Apparently his whole hissy fit is not about is about how the club promised him that they were going to sign a number nine and they were going to sell Neymar and and, and Mbappe was going to be able to play off the wing where he likes to play. But they weren't able to sign a, a nine. They tried to. And PSG tried to sign a forward this summer. It didn't work out. It happens that way. Um, and because they didn't sign a forward, they couldn't sell Neymar. Again, yeah. they probably tried. Um, every indication says they tried to do this. And now Mbappe is throwing a hissy fit because he's not the star man. Because everybody's talking about how well Messi is playing and Mbappe is just another eye. He's jealous. He's a total fucking ego case and it disgusts me. I <sighs> like get, literally grow up and get over yourself. People like, are appalled. I mean, he- all the pundits who are talking about this are like, who
1: is he? Like, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? genuinely
0: who do you you think are 24 23 24 he's all right two years old like you need to get over yourself I actually heard I think it was Craig Burley on um, ESPN FC yesterday yeah. um, was talking about this and he had absolutely not a nice thing to say at all no, I haven't heard anyone have
1: anything nice to say about it.
0: Thierry Henry, Thierry Henry absolutely ripped a new one. And I love Thierry Henry. Um, I love him too because like he at least also He keeps it real. He, he keeps, keeps it, real. it real. Yeah. He is straight up. He says I that man says exactly what he thinks. I very much like Thierry Henry um in the and, and honestly on the Thierry Henry topic, I love the CDS, uh the Paramount CDS. Yeah, they're they're the, fun. The, they're the, a fun group. Four of yeah. them are hilarious. It's Thierry Henry Micah Richards, Jamie Carriger, and Kate Abdo. Um, they're the best broadcast team in soccer. Um, period. Um, but anyway, Thierry Henry had nothing nice to say about it at all. Um, neither did Jamie or Micah or anybody. Um, but Thierry Henry had some pretty harsh words for him specifically. But Craig Burley on the SPNFC also was talking about um. Him being an ego case, and that yeah. he sounds like a spoiled brat, and it's not the everybody, every single player. Uh, Tyrion Reed talked about this as well. Every single player goes through periods where they're playing in a position where they don't want to be playing. You know, you, you like Tyrion Reed talked about when when he was at Barcelona and playing, where he was playing on the field that he hated it. He hated playing. Yeah, but there. he did it, and that team was but fucking good. <laughs> He, and that team was winning, and they and they did well. And he did it because that's what he had to do for the team. Did he? you yes. don't have to like it? You don't have to like it. It's a team sport. If if the other two guys are, if you're the only guy who can play there, and the other two guys are better at, at playing out wide, then you suck it up and you play there. PSG are winning games. It's not like PSG suck. No, they ass. don't look bad. They look kind of good. <laughs> PSG looks pretty good. So if, if PSG didn't look good and they were struggling and, and Mbappe was frustrated, then you'd understand it. But PSG are winning games. Messi and Neymar both look great. Yeah, they really do. I haven't so, seen Neymar look this good in a while. It's been a, it's been a while since Neymar looked this good. Um, yeah. And, and, and you are going to have a hissy fit because you start, it's not like Mbappe's not scoring goals no he's playing well, he's playing well. I, genuinely there's nothing wrong with what he's doing except that he doesn't want to be doing that because he thought that he was giving the kingdoms to the club and and they said and then they didn't do the exact thing that he wanted them to do he doesn't like Neymar he wanted him out yeah well, Boo, fucking who you don't own the club like boo fucking who it's a team sport you don't always get what you want like I, I can't anyway, back to what Craig Burley was saying. Craig Burley was saying that he thinks maybe because Craig Burley said that he thought it was a mistake for him not to go to Madrid in the summer and that he thinks it's a mistake that he didn't go. Mbappe thinks it was a mistake that he didn't go to Madrid in the summer. Um, But that he's now looking at Holland and all the headlines that Holland is making at City. Oh, oh, of course he is. And was talking about him at PSG and everyone's talking about Holland at City. Yeah. And everyone's talking about Messi and Neymar at PSG, not not Mbappe. I just think he's a spoiled brat. I I'm gonna be honest, I don't think there's any way he goes anywhere in January. No, I don't think so. Where now, where is he going? No one wants no one can him. afford him. Who can afford him? <laughs> no one Madrid could afford him. I don't think Madrid wants him anymore. No, Madrid, Madrid doesn't want him would. anymore
1: because they could have had him for free in the summer. They, they feel excited had-
0: by him. Why uh-huh. the hell would they want him? They don't want him now. And yeah. and the other thing that they were saying was he they're like okay he wants to go to Madrid to be the heir to Mbappe or to Benzema Benzema plays where he where Mbappe is currently playing for PSG
1: yeah
0: I know know, he's throwing a hissy fit about playing it in the center that's what he would do if he went to Madrid because who do Madrid have playing on their wing Vinicius Jr
1: yeah Mbappe is not getting there
0: Mbappe is not doing it it's not happening I don't think Madrid's gonna take him anymore no I don't think so either why would they I I
1: do not think that they would want him that's He's gonna be stuck saying. at PSG
0: because, because well I don't think any I don't think anybody's taking him in January but I think next summer it's gonna be Chelsea. Ugh, have to deal with him in the Premier because, League because they have the money. Ew and Bolley and, and maybe Tom, he'll go to Newcastle. And Todd Boley is such a um you Idiot. know he wants big names he wants the big name oh maybe player. he'll go to Newcastle maybe. some nice uh would Saudi money helping that it one out would certainly be all about him at Newcastle. Um, but he will, he'll want to play in the Champions League. So I think if Chelsea is, if Chelsea finishes top four, which I think they probably will. Um, and yeah. I, I think there's a good chance he goes to Chelsea next summer, but a- anyway, all this to say, I, th- I've been talking shit about him for years. Um, but I, I think this is just appalling behavior. I, I it's, think it's absolutely, it's just ridiculous. He's going to, and, and the fact that he's pulling this shit at 24 when quite frankly, I've said for years that I need to, before I'm completely sold on Mbappe as a player, I need to see him in another league. That is, yeah. I've said that for yeah. ages. Um, the fact that he's pulling this kind of shit when he has not yet succeeded anywhere other than the French League. Yeah. Uh, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. You the, the level of ego that you have to have to be unhappy. Oh playing on a team with Lionel fucking Messi yeah and Neymar like still yes Neymar but especially Messi oh yes yeah there are very very strong arguments to be made that Messi is the greatest player to have ever played this game yeah like there are you can make a strong argument for that yeah I think it's not even argument and an argument that he's best top five to have ever played this game that's not even a question Messi is yeah, one of the top five players who have ever played soccer um football, football, whatever you want to call it um he is one of the top five players who ever played the game and there is a strong argument to be made that he is the best player to have ever played. Um, and mbappe is is so much of an ego case that he can't take that. yeah, no exactly yeah I cannot I cannot stand it I hate it especially because and I heard and they said something on the SPNFC that I don't agree with they said something about it oh is it a generational thing the, all the evidence that it isn't a generation you, the only evidence you need that it's not a generational thing is to look at Erling Holland yeah yeah that kid is way more has had way wider variety of successes than he's scored tremendous amount of goals in every competition he's ever been in of which he's been in many more than Kylian Mbappe. Yeah. Um, he is two years younger than Kylian Mbappe. Yep. Um, and is that fast closing on his term, like goal record. Um, but Holland, everything you hear about that guy, super humble. He trains X. Ex- he trains harder than anybody who ever, anybody else. He trains harder. He stays later. He, he comes early. He works super hard. He's humble. He's, you know, he doesn't think he's better than everybody else. He stays after the games to clap all the fans. He gives Phil Foden the match ball. He, you know, he goes to, he goes to Academy. He shows up at city's Academy and yeah. like, and, and high fives the kids. He, you know, he's never satisfied, but oh. when, after the games, he says, you know, I'm happy to help the team. I I love scoring goals. I I just want to help the team. I just want us to win. I just, you know, even if it's not me, you know, he only scored one goal. He's like, I he is your perfect
1: superstar because of that.
0: And, and I'm not saying that there's no, there's anything wrong. I I I think elite players all have to some degree an ego.
1: Well, there's they have to, on. but
0: they have to have an ego. Being an elite striker, to be a player at that level, there's got to be a level of ego involved. That's yes. just reality. But there's a there's a line, right? Yeah, I think Mbappe is out of control over that line, and he's going to start... I think he has already started losing the respect of a lot of fans. And that's where... And you can be... A great player, but if people don't like you, and if and if you get a reputation of being difficult to work with, like you're not the only guy out there, yeah, yeah. So I, I just and, and I've long criticized Cristiano Ronaldo for being much more of an ego case than Messi. Yeah, uh, but God, compared to this Mbappe guy, he looks he looks real humble.
1: He really does. We're going for another humble on this podcast. What have we coming to? Yeah.
0: Oh, <gasps> oh the sky has him, fallen in. Compared to Mbappe, I just I just think it's despicable. I just think he's yeah, it's, a, it's I, really I. just un, it's he, really un, uncalled for. A, yeah, he, he genuinely sounds like he's a three year old who has never been told no. Yeah, Jeremy said it right? And somebody just needs to put their foot down and be like, suck it up, Killian. You signed a three-year contract. You're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. I think the coach needs, I think the PSG coach needs to put his foot down and say, if yeah. you can't fall in line,
1: then not you're playing not, you. play it yeah. not
0: playing at all. Yeah. playing at all. Because I think somebody needs, to, if he's going to be long-term successful, the ego needs to be curbed now.
1: Yeah. I mean, and he's young enough that it can't happen. It just, you know, someone has to do it. We'll see, but anyway. Anyway, that was the drama. I hope you enjoyed it. We hope you dislike Mbappé as much as we do and feel like this is a little bit of a ridiculous thing. Um, but that was our last thing. Um, so we're going to wrap it up here. We're going to have so many more games to talk about next week, as we always seem to, um, as we slowly count down the days to the World Cup. But um, with that, We will leave it there. Bye.
0: That's all for this week. We'll see you next week on Kicking Balls.